0: ladies and gentlemen fellas 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 we got the galf edition of the show this week and it's uh it's a 71 golfer field if you're not familiar if you're somebody who's just playing golf for the first time or just following it this season or maybe you got on late last season it's a WGC, a world golf championship so it's a no-cut event every single golfer in the field unless they withdraw for an injury or for covid or just they don't want to be there anymore right they're going to play all four rounds of golf but it's interesting this year it's not in mexico Due to COVID, it's not WGC in Mexico, although it's going to be called the World Golf Championships. And you're going to be looking at it from stuff from last year at this date. We'll say Mexico. It's actually going to be in Florida. Workday Championship at the Concession. It's a mouthful. Again, the World Golf Championships Workday Championship at the Concession is the name of this tournament. A brutal, brutal name, mind you. It's at the Concession Golf Club in Florida. It's going to be about a 7,400-yard course, par 72, and we don't have historical data. So when you're looking at the course history that's on my screen right now, whenever you're looking at course history at all, throw it all out. It's all going to be from Mexico. It's going to be from some other places if you go further back. So all the historical data, all the course history, anything to look at what matters most here, throw it all out at that point. You're going to have a lot of people this week discussing stuff like oh we talked to the turf manager and there's going to be dog legs here and there right and which spots are going to be the best to hit from and where you should lay up and all that type of stuff but for the most part yeah we can look up on pga tour and we can go hole by hole and look at it but 7400 yards par 72 you know you're going to need some more distance than usual you know you're not going to be able to have like kevin kisner's in this field seven thousand dollars it's fine for the price point but you know this is not going to be the best type of course from him since it's going to be a little bit longer you have bryson below ten thousand dollars we'll get to him in a second those are some guys that start to peak a little bit more interest here as the off the tee game you're driving accuracy to an extent is something that what we're going to be looking for but to get really specific with it yeah we don't have much information we don't have much data from this course we don't have much history with any of these guys on this course so when you're looking at all the course history this week throw it all out it's from mexico it's not from this specific course so welcome in we're gonna go salary range by salary range so every single price range 10k plus to start again it's 71 golfers no cut event so you have to be very very specific and strategic here a lot of the times people go with top heavy lineups they go to two guys in the 10k plus range i think that's normally fine But it's kind of a hollow 10K plus range, and we could start there, but before we do... Like the video, right? Do those types of things. Subscribe to the channel, right? If you're new here, we got a lot of new people coming into the golf space. So I appreciate that. And hit that notification bell. We will be live. We cover some other sports like NBA, MMA on this channel, but we will be live at noon Eastern time on Wednesday, actually 12:30 on Wednesday, to be breaking down this slate, maybe bring on a guest. So be sure to hit that notification bell so you know when we go live. We will also be talking about not just the salary ranges, but we will also be talking about the bets that I have placed and bets that I'm leaning on places in the outright market. Last week we were able to hit Max Homo one last week. We had him on the show 60 to 1 three weeks ago we ended up having Brooks Kepka at 50 to 1 so two bets out of the last three weeks were very very plus ev if you will profiting basically dollar Ruski's ruskies dollar, dollar bills form on the golf bets outright so far to start this season off so we'll hit on some of those as we go through this again only 71 golfers a lot of the names towards the bottom you won't recognize because they only show up for the world golf championships because they plan some other tours like the euro tour or some other places overseas and really only show up for sometimes the majors and most of the time just these like three or four world golf championships a year so i appreciate you all for being here the video is sponsored by superdraft the biggest thing i can let you know about superdraft and why you should be playing it and honestly why you should be getting your first first dollar ruskies down over there is one they're going to give you a nice offer right use the code sal sal you will get a free money bonus up to 500 dollar bills y'all and you can check that out that code sal you get it in a slow drip format but the other thing it's a multiplier format so it's a different nice fun game environment Uh, you can play anybody you want there's no salary caps it's all based on a multiplier so if a guy who's a golfer like a dustin johnson has a 1x multiplier if he scores 50 points or 80 points in golf he'll get 80 points well if somebody has a 1.2x multiplier you actually multiply it by 1.2x and they have a nice overall better multiplier to get a higher ceiling. So it's a strategy on projections, which we have below, but the biggest reason to be playing on there is the contests don't fill. You had last week, a lot of contests filling at 60%, meaning that 40% of the fields virtually took zeros. So just by entering a lineup, you beat 40% of the field immediately to get closer to first place and closer to the cash line. I cannot tell you how important and imperative it is. If you're trying to actually build a bankroll, make some money, stay in the game longer to try and have that better shot at the top prize pool to be playing on these types of sites where the contests don't fill. Get in. It's linked down below. That code SAL will give you a free money bonus. A match up to $500, and you'll be getting it in a slow drip format. So, up top, we have again, once again, the favorite, Dustin Johnson. He is a five to one favorite right now in DraftKings. Five and a half, five to one favorite as it opens up right now in the betting markets. That's insane in such a loaded field where all the studs are going to be coming out from all over the world. I have interest. I think he's a fine option, but we're going to go to the guy that I have the most interest in, the guy that I liked the most last week in the 10K plus range, the guy that last week ended up being my one and done. Unfortunately, Homo was the one and done the week before, so we didn't get to get the win from it, but we got a top five out of John Rom last week week $11,100 you have this price range of six guys above $10,000 or at or above right Cantley's at $10,000 flat we're getting an accurate driver and a good driver a very good off the tee player when it comes to Mr. John Ron top five in this field a top two overall ball striker so that combination of the long irons and the off the tee play and you're just getting somebody who's going to be consistent right so if you want to see what he's done in the past at some of these no-cut events to start the year at the tournament of champions the first event out in Hawaii you ended up getting a seven place finish if you want to go back to his previous WGC it's not going to look good it's the worst spot that he's been in an arguably like seven or eight months and that was at the WGC St. Jude where he ended up losing on approach that was one of the only times we've seen him lose on approach there's only been two times that was one of them over these last six to seven months so you want to go back a little bit further he's had success at these no-cut events if you want to look at the hero back in the day a year year and a half ago finishes second tournament of champions the top 10 after that last year to WGC Mexico so again not this specific course but another loaded field finishes third overall so I'll take the $500 discount that you're getting off of Dustin Johnson to get to this next tier who look we have we have this tier of golfers where it's Dustin Johnson like on his own planet right now but really it's a little bit inflated in the marketplace where I think that yes not winning as much but John Rahm is up there right John Rahm the world number two was the world number one for a brief moment last year you have Rory who's really struggling especially on approach missed a cut last week you have Justin Thomas who just let his putter get away from him he's basically been team no putt right now in this field of 71 golfers he ranks 42nd in putting Rory himself ranks 47 so those guys are a little bit wonky for me right now so in this range where you have all these guys John Rahm stands out the most for a guy that I want to pay up for in the 10k plus range I'm not against getting to two guys I'm not Against going to up top to both Dustin Johnson and John Rom because there's actually guys in the six and seven K range that most weeks are 8k and upper 8k golfers. So John Rom's the guy that I'm going to be getting to. I like what you're seeing right now at a The approach play is firing at the Genesis, gains about five strokes on approach. The week before that gains about five and a half strokes on approach. Everything off the tee everything T to green is looking fine right now. It's just me taking that slight price discount off of Dustin Johnson. I do think that John Rom is by far the number two overall golfer in this field, like the price and the Vegas odds. He's eight to one, nine to one in some markets. I'm gonna be getting to John Rom in the 10k plus range. I'm probably not gonna be getting to much. Rory, if I had to pick a guy in this range, we've been talking about the approach play. Like it hasn't been God awful to the point where he's losing strokes until last week. And then he ended up missing the cut, but the approach play, he's just been gaining like a stroke, gaining a stroke and a half instead of what we used to get out of him, which was firing on approach. Now, the one thing about this course is you're going to need your off the tee and the off the tee game has at least been pretty steady for Rory for a nice bounce back spot, which we know in these smaller field events, that Rory is somebody that can really pop off. So the more that I actually think about this, he's a no, like off the first rip, the first look at these as I'm recording this on Monday, but if the ownership, let's put him as a, maybe here, if the ownership starts to come in lower in a small field event. Again, it's a no-cut event, so you're actually getting four rounds out of Rory. So when he has just one bad hole or he posts a double or two doubles in his first two rounds of the day, it's not going to hurt him all that much, right? He's not going to miss the cut like last week. Last week, which really held him down, was really everything, but he ended up losing six strokes in the short game around the green and over four strokes with a putter. He's has not been great with the putter, right? He's barely gaining you a stroke, a stroke and a half for like the last five or six events. But Rory at ten thousand four hundred actually might make that a yes if the ownership comes in low. Rory's the lowest owned in this range, which I think might actually be the case based on his recent play of missing the cut the recent plays before that are finishing 13th and 16th not getting his standard top 10 finishes that we're used to all that often as of late so we're going to go from a no to a maybe to if the ownership is really low a yes so right now i'm going to have rom the most in this range if i had to rank this range all out the top 10 range and we could talk about xander right now xander's like historically i guess you can say known as this guy who just non-stop is great in these no-cut events and i think a lot of that is a little bit outdated because it happened at the end of 2018 when he won a wgc and then right to start the next golf season he won the tournament of champions in hawaii in 2019 but since then we have haven't seen xander win we've seen a lot of second place finishes including two out of his last three events the waste management and the farmers finishing second so he's obviously up there a lot he's playing as consistent as you can the irons are firing he lost off the tee at the genesis but i'm not too concerned about that so xander's up here in this price range and it looks inflated and his 10 to 1 odds being the third highest above justin thomas above rory i mean being above cantley at this point i guess i'm okay with above bryson like that seems a little bit too much for me so i'm gonna stay away from that just because i mean he's a thousand dollars more than bryson at this point so give me john rom if i had to rank it right now i'd be going john rom dustin johnson Justin Thomas, Cantley, Rory, and Xander. I would go to Xander Lab just based on the price point. Let's now move into the 9K range, which is a pretty loaded 9K range as well. A lot of guys above this 8K range. It starts off with Bryson, who's going to be a yes for me. I got three yeses in this range that we could focus on, and we're going to start it off with Bryson, who, if you're talking to me right now, starting my lineups with John Rom and Bryson sounds like a great idea. I'm going to be curious to see how much ownership comes in on that. The fact that Bryson has that sticker shock in a positive way, but probably picks up ownership in the 9K range, right? Like when you get in sticker shock in the 10K range, right? Get sticker shock on a sneakers, they're $100. But if they're $95, it feels totally different seeing him down here i think it's going to get a little bit more even if it's like three percentage points going to get there on him a little bit more especially in a smaller field event everybody will carry ownership he's coming off of that miscut at the genesis he just wasn't great right he wasn't great in an approach he wasn't great off the tee for the first time in a very long time we actually saw bryson lose strokes off the tee well not even strokes just a fraction of a stroke he lost 0.3 strokes off the tee that's the first time bryson has lost off the tee since the northern trust of 2019 that we have recorded rounds on so i'm not too concerned that that's going to continue especially since it wasn't anything major but he lost strokes putting ended up missing the cut with a bunch of other studs last week I'm fine to go right back to Bryson here I think he sets up great still a leader in this entire field and off the tee play so outside of Bryson like Tony Finau's all the second place finishes you get from him I'm okay to go there we finally see Terrell Hatton pop up at this course if Hatton doesn't have any type of ownership which is a decent chance with some other guys around him like how Hovland's playing with Bryson down in this range if Hatton doesn't pick up ownership I mean we see him pop up at these events and just play so well I mean if you want to just look at what he's done at this specific WDC when it is Mexico a 6th a 19th a 3rd and a 10th he's been great in these smaller field events he's been great in general over the last two years, really making himself into that, that not elite range, but like that next tier of elite guys where maybe like a Bryson is currently living in like a Patrick Cantley and a Xander. I mean, Hatton's like right in that range right now. The betting market really isn't coming through on that. So if we want to talk about some of the bets that I like, I really like this 20 to one number that you can find when it opened up on Bryson. So I snagged that and I'm kind of debating on Hatton at 22 to one, 24 to one in some spots right now. So we have that, we have that Bryson number at 20 to one to open that up. That's great to see. Hatton in the betting market is somewhere that I like. And if there's no ownership on DraftKings, he's somebody that can just pivot off of a chalky Bryson if Bryson wants to get chalky he's somebody that I think is going to set up nicely for this course you know the approach play is going to be there you have some driving accuracy that's going to be going along with it so Hatton's not a yes for me but he's somebody that can become a yes and the guy who's the last guy priced in this range right nine thousand dollars you're going to be getting Colin Morikawa who's coming off of last week not looking good but just like last year at that Genesis event right you had Morikawa have a bad day one and then day two he ended up getting through the cut and then he ends up finishing 43rd which wasn't great but he lost 7.6 strokes putting this is going to happen this is the second time this guy's lost that seven plus strokes putting and honestly i mean he did it back in october right so this is happening pretty often for him so uh yeah he's not a great putter we know that he ranks 57th out of 71 golfers in this field and there's some really bad no-name golfers in this field but the whole thing here is that his price drops 500 i still look at him as a kind of an elite class of golfer in that same tier um that i was kind of talking about when you're talking about some guys like hatton i think he's in that same exact tier and he has just an insane stock high because everything that he does is what his approach probably like he lost 7.6 strokes putting last week still made the cuts still finished in the top 45. You want to know how? Because he gained 7.5 strokes on approach and 8 strokes tee to green. I ended up taking Murakawa at a 50-1 to number. So those are our two bets this week. We have... Morakau at 50 to 1, and we have Bryson at 20 to 1 to start this off. That 50 to 1 number is so high. Now, you probably, depending on when you watch this, it might be 45 to 1. I'm looking at it in DraftKings right now. It's at 48 to 1. I like Morakau in the betting markets and the outright markets. I like him in DraftKings because I think that that ownership is going to change. People are going to go back to Burger. We have a lot of guys who have won in this range, right? You have guys that have won in this range in Brooks. You have Burger right there. You have Patrick Reed the last time we saw him. So, a lot of guys winning recently. I'm good to go to Morakau slightly below that, who I do think is going to win at some point this year on tour, if not multiple times. I think this small field event is somewhere for a four round. When he has that one double bogey hole or a seven that he shoots on one of these holes with his putter because he three putts, right? After finding himself in a hazard or something, I'm fine to go to Morikawa there. I think his irons can just save him, right? Yes, it's a little bit long and that kind of showed last week, but did it matter? No, it was the putter that ruined him. It wasn't the fact that he was out there just struggling off the tee in a longer course event. He actually gained over one stroke off the tee. Which is going to go very quietly and underrated this week. So, give me some Morikawa. So, from in that 10K range, give me John Rom. 9K range, I like to get to Bryson and Morikawa and then Hatton as sort of a pivot. Let's get now to the 8K range, which again is going to be pretty loaded this week. But it's some guys that we haven't seen in a while. It's some guys that have really struggled, like Tommy Fleetwood really struggled. Cameron Smith has been great as of late, but I don't want to go back to him. Max Homa, shout out our boy. He just won last week, had the tears afterwards. Just kind of talked about childhood dream about being in the city champions, the Dodgers, the Lakers, and then he said himself it was a very nice interview. 60 to 1 number. Look, if you want to play him yet again, every, everything's clicking for this guy. The approach play's clicking. Every single thing is clicking for Max Homa. He's in a different stratosphere right now in terms of how he's playing golf over the last month, month and a half. I'm fine if you want to keep playing him. The guys that I like in this 8K range right now, probably the guy that I like the most is a little bit towards the bottom, and it's Waikim Neiman. I do like Sanjay. Sanjay's not going to set up for the course in terms of being fantastic. Like in terms of having a Sanjay winning this course, he won't set up from like a driving standpoint by any means. Sanjay's fine because the price point is cheaper now at 8,800, and you know he's going to be in the fairways, right? You can get somewhat reliability out of those irons to the point where he's not catastrophically losing strokes every single event. It's just you're not having these massive of spikes like we were seeing somewhere around like last year at this time where you regain five or six strokes with the irons and actually being contention on these longer courses but now you're getting sanjay with a very rare two weeks off we haven't seen him now in a couple of weeks so i like sanjay at eighty eight hundred dollars just because of a little bit of a price discount there and then we can go down a little bit more to some of the young guys in neiman and zal torres so i'm going to be liking neiman on this course the way that neiman is playing right now is i don't want to overlook it it's very similar to what you're getting out of uh, a guy in colin morikawa colin morikawa's price drops from a loaded field last week right that was a very loaded field at genesis it drops five hundred dollars and now you're having Neiman's price drop. Now he's $8,100. And yes, similar to Morikawa, he didn't play fantastic last week. He actually lost 3.7 strokes on approach. But long-term, I don't think that's going to hold up, right? He's a top 10 ball striker. He's a top 10 off the tee player. He's 14th in this field in approach. Before that bad round, then I'll call it a fluky round with the the irons, right? We haven't seen those irons give out in that type of a way. Really, honestly, at this point for Neiman in like a year now, we haven't seen him lose that much strokes on approach, or almost four strokes on approach. So I'm okay with that. The putter has actually improved in a major way. He was one of the worst putters on tour last year and now like where he ranks in this specific field right now he ranks 37th right so he's basically an average putter and an average around the green player as well ranking 37th in that regard and that's something that was just blowing up his game last year he wasn't making some cuts and things along those lines so I like Neiman a good amount he's probably my favorite 8k player when you're factoring in a lot of stuff here like you have Scotty Scheffler the score right you have some of the big stick stuff although it's been a struggle as of late with Adam Scott the guys that I'm staying away from completely maybe that means you should be playing them but staying away from completely at this point is up top towards Tommy Fleetwood Hideki their games are just lost right now. I question the upside of a Matthew Fitzpatrick. I know he's coming up for the fifth place finish. I know he usually plays just very average for the price range. He might pay it off for you, but I question the upside of a Matthew Fitzpatrick in this range. Let's get now to the 7K range, which is going to be some of the smallest 7K ranges that you've ever seen. We can basically fit almost the entire thing on the screen right now, but let's get to my first yes, and it's going to be Matthew Wolf. And it's just really setting up because if I have interest in Bryson, I'm going to be having interest in Matthew Wolf. And this event might seem like it's a little bit too big for Matthew Wolf. We've currently talked about two of my bets, and this is going to be a third bet of one. It's going to be Mr. Matthew Wolf. I got him at 100. In twenty-five to one for Matthew Wolf. Look, if there's a big stick event and Matthew Wolf can at least start hitting fairways, it's going to look good. His approach play has been very solid, so the ball striking in general has been good. His off the tee play just fell apart. And here's the thing with him recently, right? The recent form is not going to be looking good. The recent form in him, like you're getting him looking pretty decent on approach. The off the tee play has just fallen apart since he had those back-to-back second place finishes at the U.S. Open last year in the Shriners. It's just fallen apart. But this is something that in the betting markets I'm fine getting to on on DraftKings. There's a little bit more other pivot options, and on SuperDraft some other pivot options as well. We're about to talk about them, but in the betting markets, I'm going to take him at 125 to 1 here, right? Especially when you're just talking about how this sets up for him in terms of how he can find some advantages. If he can just get that driver to click, it's really going to benefit him. But again, it does not look good as of late, but at 7,600, I'll take it. Want to go down to somebody else who has the driver that's going to be clicking, is usually good at these types of events, and he can go to Sergio at 7,500. From a betting market standpoint, I'll take the upside of a Matthew Wolf. From just a DraftKings perspective, a little bit maybe more consistency in the recent play, especially with the driver. At 7,500, I'd rather go to Sergio here. He missed the at the Genesis because of his putter, which is the thing with Sergio. He's going to be losing strokes putting like every single week. But if you want to talk about the off the tee play and how it's firing up here, recent iron performance, actually gaining strokes on the irons the last time out for the first time in about a month. So Sergio is somebody that I like as well in this range comparing just some recent iron play and just consistency with that driver. I mean, he's gained strokes off the tee, like the driver for Sergio. It's literally gained strokes in every single week back since August of 2019. Go down a little bit more. Another guy was going to just factor out with the driver. He's probably my favorite guy in the seven k range. I'm hoping the name value and just people playing him recently at some courses, like Genesis, which has historically been good for him. I'm hoping that doesn't make it so that Bubba Watson becomes extremely highly owned in this range. If there, if he does, then there's some easy just pivots to guys like Ryan Palmer, Shane Lowry, Carlos Ortiz right around him. You're getting Bubba coming off of another missed cut last week where everything just fell apart. The week before that, he was playing well. The only thing that actually stayed with him last week, he lost strokes everywhere except for off the tee, right? He barely lost strokes on approach. It was the short game. He loses four and a half strokes in the short game, ends up missing the cut. You're now getting four rounds out of Bubba. I like the way that it's going to set up here just in terms of him being a, a Arguably, again, a top five off the tee player in this field, right? He technically ranks sixth overall out of the 71 golfers over each of their last 50 rounds. He's a top five ball striker, so I like Bubba at 7300. He's my favorite 7K option. There's some other pivots you can go all the way down. Who we talked about, Kevin Kisner doesn't set up well here, but at just seven thousand dollars, he finds his way around these types of courses. Concerned about the course fit, doesn't set up here well, but it's interesting. Mark Leishman at 7400, right? We bet him last week, but this course is something I don't want to get to. At least the approach play, at least the short game has been coming around for him. If anything, the driver hasn't. The driver continues to not be there for him. So even though he's 7,400, I'm still going to be fading Mark Leishman. Let's get to the 6.9 to the 6.5K range. As we do that, I just want to remind you yet again. To check out the projections and rankings, also ownership down below. There's a chance we'll be adding an optimizer to Patreon very soon. We already are testing one out for NBA. So we might have one, an optimizer generator as well for the PGA coming soon. So if you want to get all that in one place at a very reduced price compared to the industry just in some one guy here i don't have to pay a bunch of employees and contractors and things like that you can check it all out down below on patreon bunch of tools and analysis to help your game and check out the presenting sponsor of the show SuperDraft. i cannot harp on it enough promo code sal get in over there get your nice self a nice little bonus in a slow drip format i cannot harp on it enough how important it is to get those situations right where you're going to be getting just an immediate jumping of 30 or 40 percent of the field because the people don't enter their lineups and the contest doesn't fill you're automatically starting out ahead of 30% of the field. They're all going to get zeros because they, nobody put in a lineup for them, right? That's virtually what happens when the contests don't fill. So be sure to check it out. All information on Patreon and Superdraft and the sponsor and some other stuff as well, like some sheets and, and some some guides to DFS, things like that, all in the description down below. So getting into the sixth game range, couple of options here. Gary Woodland has been brutal as of late. If you just want to play the pedigree and the upside of him, maybe he's getting a little bit healthier. The approach play has been here or there, but basically just been brutal this year you have guys like answer whose names pop out i think that in this range the most the guy who's going to stand out the most i'm hoping that the ownership isn't there but i'm shocked that he's this cheap i'm shocked that he's not honestly in the mid 7k range and that's going to be mr lonto griffin at 6700 dollars I don't know how he's this cheap. Like he's priced literally next to Thomas Deertree, RCB, who hasn't been anything in like two or three years. Laurie Cantor, like I don't know who these players are, or at least some of these golfers. I've never even heard of them, right? Andy Sullivan, Cameron Champ. We've referred to some of these names, but I can't believe that Lanto's down here. Lanto's been playing well. It's not like Lanto's been terrible, like a Sebastian Munoz at sixty five hundred and deserves to be this cheap price point. Lanto's coming off, at the, off of a twenty six at the Genesis, a seventh at the Farmers, making the cut at the Sony, finishing thirteenth at the Tournament of Champions, right? So a twenty six at the Genesis. He's doing everything with the putter as of late, but the off the tee game these last two events has been there. Yes, he doesn't set up historically off the tee that well, losing about a half a stroke over his last 20 rounds, but he's way too cheap to be down here, especially for a score. In this field, Lanto is in the top 30, in the top half of this field in terms of just birdie or better averages, in terms of hitting fairways. So at 6,700, Lanto is arguably the best 6 and 7K golfer per, per the price range on this. I think that Bernard Weisberger is very fine right next to him in that price range. He's a direct pivot off of Lanto if you wanted to get there. He's something that we don't see all that often over here on, on the PGA Tour. He's something that we saw a decent amount towards the end of last year. He came over for the rsm he was obviously here for the masters and then the u.s open so he's basically just coming over for some of these events but we actually got to see him at the rsm and he was playing well not really tracking how much he's doing overseas at this point so you have rasmus down here as well but i would probably rank this field honestly just like lonto for me Answer's okay not playing as well as of late but i would rank it lonto bernard and then answer at that point a bunch of guys down here that you're just kind of throwing darts on cameron champ down at 6500 probably deservingly so but if you want to talk about a course or at least a course type and something that's going to be fitting a player in terms of cameron champ if you're just going for driving distance number two in this field in driving distance probably gonna have no ownership on him off the tee has gained off the tee in every single event dating back to the beginning of 2020 in February. So, this is a guy who sets up, if you're just talking about it from that regard, is great. But if you want to look at the short game, he's lost five strokes. He's lost eight strokes. He's lost four and a half, four and a half strokes. All that in the short game, most of it with the putter. He's absolutely egregious around it. It's broken right now, his putter. That's why he's down there. So, it's 6,500. Everything checks out nice with the driver, the distance, everything that he's gaining, somewhat of the accuracy, right? It's just that that putter ranks 69th out of 71 golfers, and it's really crushing him to this point. So hurting him from a scoring standpoint, even if there's no cut in this, it just hurts his overall upside in scoring at 6,500. And now $6,400 and below to close this slate out. There's not much down here. Like you have like uh, a Mackenzie Hughes, who you're going to rely on the putter a decent amount all the short game there, right? You're not going to get much from a ball striking. You're not going to get much off the tee, arguably one of, if not the worst off the tee players in this field. If you're asking me to choose somebody who can just get you there from putting standpoint in the short game, I'll just take Brendan Todd over Mackenzie Hughes right now at this point. Look, they both have not been that great, but at least Brendan Todd's been making cuts. You have him finishing 13th of the Tournament of Champions. He finished 22nd at the Waste Management. He missed the cut last time out at the Genesis in a loaded field. The off the tee game is terrible. Very similar to Mackenzie Hughes, it's bad. But you're in this price range for a reason. They don't fit, set the course right. They don't fit up well. They don't make cuts just in general, right? But you're getting just Brendan Todd if you're picking one of these guys out here to go out there. Brendan Todd literally ranks right now 69th in ball striking in this field, 68th and off the tee. mckenzie Hughes ranks 66, so technically better. But I'll just take Brendan Todd if you're going there. He's a very accurate driver as well. If you're just trying to get something in terms of how he's going to gain strokes in this field, compared to guys like Bryson and Matt Wolf and Dustin Johnson up top and Rom, yeah, he's not going to gain strokes to those guys all the far majority of the time. But just in terms of accuracy, he'll hit a lot of fairways for you. Brendan Todd. Actually actually ranks first in driving accuracy, which does not actually add up to doing anything for you on some of these longer courses. But if you're go- trying to get somebody here, Brendan Todd at 6,400 makes sense. Outside of that, EVR, EVR is down to 6200 If you're trying to punt one golfer blow, let's just say 60, Brendan Todd's price tag of 64, EVR, honestly, even comparing him, a Brendan Todd, EVR might be the guy that I go to because EVR can get you there with the irons and also the off the tee play. He hasn't been catastrophic, but he hasn't been gaining like mixed cuts in three out of his last four. He finished 56 at the American Express. He's been absolutely lost since this year has started had somewhat of an equipment change as well so he's been absolutely lost everywhere you're down in this range for a reason if you're trying to get somebody who actually has upside off the tee can gain you two or three strokes if you can find his game back actually has upside on approach can gain you two or three strokes on approach right recently it hasn't been the case last three or four events hasn't been the case but for most of the year last year especially towards the end of the year he was gaining in those categories i don't know who half these other players are you got like lucas herberts and uh, david Lipsky's and uh wade ormsby don't know who half these other guys are down here so thank you for tuning in that was your wgc the work Day at the concession whatever the long name Is for this one right so thank you like subscribe Do all those things before you go we'll be live We'll be live at 1230 p.m. East Coast time on Wednesday, taking your questions, a Q&A for this here event. So just a recap of right now where my bets are currently going in. We'll pull up the top 10 range right now. So I currently have three bets in the chamber. I have the 20 to one on Bryson. I have the 50 to one on Morikawa and I have the 125 to one on Matthew Wolf. I was hoping to get a bigger number on Rory. Like if I could have got something like 22 to one on Rory, 24 to one, I was going to pull the trigger on that. But that's where I'm at right now on those bets. I'll post my final betting card normally Thursday before the event starts, sometimes Wednesday afternoons. So be sure to check that out. We had the maximum hit last week. We had Three weeks ago, Brooks Koepka at this point, 50 to one. So some bigger numbers, 50 and 60 to ones. So filling your deeper pockets, if you will. Thank you for tuning in, fellas. Ladies, gentlemen, all you out there, go get your ruskies. It's a nice start to the week for the golf, depending on when you're watching this. And also be sure to like, subscribe, sign up for Patreon, get into the Discord. Maybe we'll have that optimizer for golf ready this week as well. That's what the plan is. So any questions, just let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you all in the next one.